Welcome back to the Everything Elam podcast, where we talk about life at our beautiful senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. Join us to discuss all things wellness, family, faith, lifelong learning, and stay in the know of all things Elam Park has to offer. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Everything Elam podcast. Uh, Today, we have a very exciting episode. Uh, We're joined with Pam Nelson, who's our manager of Nelson Hall. And on March 1st, we are welcoming the Jersey Boys, uh, the original Broadway cast. Um, We have Aaron De Jesus with us today, as well as Quinn Van Antwerp, as well as Sharon Klein, who is the producer of the show. And she's also one of the agents uh, that helps us book a lot of the talent at Nelson Hall. So I will let you all go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Sharon Klein, and I am a producer slash booking agent. And I have a pretty good record over there at Nelson Hall. Um, Most of my shows do sell out. So, okay, guys, not that I'm making you nervous, but um, I'm pretty sure we'll have a sellout with this one with Who Loves You featuring the the cast of Jersey Boys. Um, What can I tell you? I, I came up with this idea after Jersey Boys opened on Broadway. I thought, wow, I would love to tour this and have a concert of the the music and the best of Jersey Boys, you know, in a condensed version. And so I created this show called Who Loves You? And uh, I'm lucky enough at this point to have uh, cast members of the actual show in this show now, which we weren't able to do for a very long time because the show was touring. So we're getting the best of Who Loves You with the guys themselves that were on Broadway in the show. So um, let's take it from there. Hello, uh, my name is Aaron DeJesus. Um, I'm a part of this group that we're talking about, uh, Who Loves You. Um, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about my history with the show. I, I started in the show uh, and be, at the beginning of 2012, uh, I did the show consecutively for 10 years. Um, I started by playing uh, Joe Pesci and understudying Frankie Valli uh, in the Las Vegas production. After a few years there, I went on tour and got moved up to the Frankie Valli role. I did. I toured the U.S. for about two years, and then um, I moved to the New York production of the show. Uh, the um, the remounting of the show at New World Stages, and I did the entire run of the show at New World Stages playing Frankie Valli. Um, I love the show. I love it so much that I could do it for another 10 years, I would say. Um, and I'm actually transitioning right now into directing where I'm going to be directing uh, my own production of the show uh, this coming year. Um, I just assistant directed a production in Florida last month that is currently running. And uh I just love the show. I love the music. Um, uh, there's so much about it that makes it, in my opinion, one of the best musicals. Um, for sure, probably maybe the best musical I was ever in and uh, definitely a career high for my stage career. Um, but uh, I love a show and I'm excited to come and share it um, uh, with you wonderful people. That's awesome. I'm so excited to have you. And uh, hi, everybody. My name is Quinn Van Antwerp, and I um, 
I guess I have the the luck or the honor of being the longest running Bob Gaudio in Jersey Boys history. Um, I didn't do the show as long as Aaron did, though. However, I only did it for eight years, um, three thousand performances plus. I um, I started out on the original Toronto production. I was the lone American up there. Then we sat down there for two years. I did the tour, and then I came to the Broadway company for five. Um, and, uh, you know, Jersey Boys is just like a world that is very rare to be invited into in, you know, the Broadway community. It's, it's, it's real life. It's the real telling of the Four Seasons story, which is, I think what makes it so impactful to audiences is you get to see, you know, where this music came from in these guys' lives. And that's what we try to do with Who Loves You is it's not only, you know, share this incredible music that everybody knows and loves, but also give the backstory of what we learned while playing these men, these, these great rock stars. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a night of all the music that you love, but it's also incredible stories from our time meeting the guys, getting to, you know, be invited into their family, into their, into their, you know, the Jersey culture. Um, and so uh, I think it's really something that, that, other groups that don't have the guys who've done it for so long don't necessarily have. So it's really, it's an, it's a unique experience and we're excited to come to Elon Park. That's great. And Sharon, you touched on it a little bit, but how did the Who Loves You show come together post-Broadway? This is very interesting. Um, I've always taken um, Broadway shows. I, I'm also a Broadway producer and I've always done, um, gotten my eyes you know, my ideas from shows running on Broadway. And then I put my own show version together of it. And I try to bring it to theaters and uh, private communities and corporate dates, you know, and have the show, you know, play. So um, I was one of the agents that booked Frankie Valley at William Morris. So I've booked Frankie on concerts and for private dates. And so I've always loved his music. So you say post, you know, Broadway. So here's now this show opening called Jersey Boys, right? So I I can tell you that countless actors uh, auditioned for the show and didn't get in. And so my idea was to create something uh, with the Frankie Valley music so that I could, you know, show it to smaller groups, you know, all over the place. So um, I have a funny story about this. So I started doing a copycat Jersey Boys show. Uh, I think I was one of the first to do it. And then I get a phone call in my office and my receptionist says, Frankie Valley's on the phone. So I said, oh, come on, stop it. You know, I get on the phone. I go, who is this, Drew? Who is this, uh, you know, Randy? I thought it was one of my friends pulling my leg. And it was Frankie. And he goes, I hear you're doing a tribute to my music. He goes, I'm not sure that's such a good idea right now because we have the show on Broadway. And anyway, fast forward, it was a great idea and you can't get enough of Jersey Boys anyway. But my cast consisted of, you know, actors who were trying to get in the show or weren't in the show, either performed at Ellen Stardust Diner and were aspiring actors. And, you know, the show has been this Who Loves You show has been around for over 15 years. So 
it's uh it's in my heart and soul and I I I just um I love the music. And I just wanted to mention for our listeners um we've had a few podcast episodes now but for anyone who doesn't know Elam Park is a senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. And for so many of our residents even just coming to having Nelson Hall is is so great because I think music means so many things to different people. And even for me, I, I grew up listening to Frankie Valley and and all that that whole era of music with my grandparents. And there's just that sense of nostalgia. And so maybe you all can share what does music mean to you specifically? Um, I, I'd like to start <clears throat> to answer that question, um, if that's okay. And I, I kind of uh, piggybacking off something that Sharon said that I think is really important. One of the great things about this show is these are real people who lived real lives and made an impact on the lives of people that are still with us. And um, I always, my favorite part about being in the show was meeting people after the show and hearing their stories. They're very personal, real stories about, oh, well, I danced with my high school sweetheart at the senior prom to that song or... Um, that was our wedding song. Or I remember when uh, the Four Seasons were on Ed Sullivan, it was this and this time, and it was a change in my life. And, and all these wonderful stories to, that of, about real people uh, being impacted by this music and by these gentlemen. I've since moved to New Jersey. I live um, in Bloomfield. And as soon as I got here and started mentioning that I was in the show, everybody who'd been here, lifelong Jersey people, oh, Tommy this, and my my sister babysitted Frankie's that, and da, 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 everybody knows everybody. And so it's a immensely personal and real experience for so many people. And that's one of the things that has made it such a delight and a joy for me to be a part of that. Um, music specifically has been a huge part of my life growing up. Um, my mom's side of the family was very musical. My grandfather was an opera singer. My mother, my grandmother was a concert pianist and organist for, my grandmother played the organ and piano for literally 80 years um, from the time that she was a child to the day that she died. And um, and so music was a huge part of, of my upbringing, my family. As soon as we could talk, my mom had us singing, uh, whether it was in church or in school or little performance groups. And so um, music is a big part of my life. Um, it's um, kind of uh, what fuels my soul in many ways. Uh, and I think a lot of people share that. Uh, music is such a universal and wonderful thing. It touches so many lives. But um, yeah, I, 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 I feel so lucky to have been a part of the show for so long. Uh, it truly is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's great because it's just so personal to so many people. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. I, I just, you know, music has always been super important in in our household and my childhood. And, um, you know, I, I just, my wife and I, who actually also did Jersey Boys, uh, my wife and I met years ago before we even dated on a production of Jersey Boys. And um, we just had our first child 10 months ago. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you so much. And, um, you know, if, if you ever doubted the power of music in your life, you know, watching your a baby, a newborn, listen to music, you know, for the first time, different types of music is like just such an incredible experience. And it just shows you how powerful music is to us. 
Um, and actually, recently, Danielle Gaudio, who's Bob Gaudio's daughter, when, when we had our child, she sent us a, a, a CD, a recording she made called Jersey Babies, which is the Four <laughs> Seasons music for children. <laughs> and so my my kid loves it. But um, but yeah, everybody knows exactly where they were when they heard Oh, What a Night for the first time or Walk Like a Man for the first time. And, and some of the kind of the best stories after we do these shows is getting to hear audience members share those memories of of can't take my eyes off of you being the song that they dance to at their wedding. You know, it's like it's it's just such a beautiful um experience to share in music that is so valuable to people's lives. Um and uh you know it's 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 an experience with Jersey Boys that I don't think happens on any other Broadway show. Maybe some of the other shows like Beautiful or um you know, there's something that has a great catalog, but Jersey Boys is really number one, I think, of all the shows that has been created um, in in bringing people back to a time that they, you know, miss and love so much. You both have been performing in this show for eight and 10 years, respectively. What is that like as an actor artistically? How do you keep your performance fresh every time, having done it so often? I'll go ahead and answer that question first, if that's all right. I uh, that is a question I've got very much ha- after uh, doing the show for so long, and especially playing the same role for so long. Um, I think Quinn and I have about, even though I did the show longer on a ca- in a calendar sense, we may have similar to the same amount of performances, and it is a challenge um, keeping uh, your performance fresh like that, um, and. I attribute part of uh, my ability to do that to the fact that the show itself, Jersey Boys itself, is a fantastic play. It's so well written. Um, the character development, uh, the storytelling, it's it's very well written. And so it's kind of, it lends itself to uh, making it easier to keep it fresh. Um, and, you know, one of the things I actually teach acting as well um, and one of the most important concepts in acting that I teach and try to practice in my uh, career as an actor as well is listening, listening and responding. Um, and uh, one of the benefits of being in the show for 10 years is that people come and go. And lots of people come and go. And every time a new cast member comes, they bring with them a new energy, a new take, a new uh, interpretation, still within the world of the show. Um, and it's a wonderful thing to kind of be surprised and um, and react and listen to these new things and these new moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's for me what ha- what always kept it fresh is truly listening and also you know remembering that this may be the two thousand three hundred and seventy fifth time I've done the show, but it's probably the first time at least half of the audience has seen the show and and those first timers deserve the same fresh performance that I gave when I very first started doing the show and so that always keeps me going as well mm-hmm. yeah it's like you have a secret you know <laughs> it's like you have a really great secret of like how great this show is and so it's you want to make sure you don't that you get to tell it to the new audience you know that you give that experience to them mm-hmm. but um you know, I, I also would add that I I got this job pretty soon out of college. I was 22. You know, Bob Gaudio, for people who don't know, 
Bob Gaudio was the youngest of the group and he was the songwriter of the group and he wrote every big hit that they had basically from Sherry, Big Girls, Walk Like a Man, Dawn, Go Away, um, uh, Working My Way Back to You. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And um, I honestly felt so lucky to be playing Bob Gaudio at that time of my life because I felt like I got to almost grow up with Bob. You know, I Bob grows throughout the show. He gets older. He gets more um, sophisticated. He understands the world that he's in more and more. And I really, there was times in my Jersey Boys career where like five years in, I would say a line I've been saying my entire life and I would finally understand what it meant. <laughs> Does that make any sense? It was like I got to like grow up being with Bob and I, I really, I think of him as a mentor in life, the man himself, but also the character, um, which was a, such a gift to me. Mm -hmm. Now, you both have done uh, stage work as well as television or film. Um, how are they different for you artistically and which do you prefer? Um, I'll, I'll jump in, Aaron, if that's all right. Um, you know, the best part about theater and, and concerts and live entertainment, which I think is, you know, is less and less popular, but is so much more important is that, that you get immediate feedback and community with the audience. And, you know, a movie, movies are great to work on. They're so powerful. You get to watch them in a theater or at home. They touch us in such in like kind of personal ways. But there's something about being in an audience with hundreds of people that is is unique and singular. And as a stage actor, you get to have, you know, that there's only one of that performance because that that audience is there and everything's happening live, and you get to share that and take it with you um, in a way that is that is such like a cathartic communal experience. And I really, I still love that. Um, it's, it means so much to me. Uh, whereas with TV and film, you may work on something with some great people, but then it, you don't, you don't see it for a year until it's done. And, um, you know, there's something so wonderful about that immediate community reaction that you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with what Quinn is saying. Um, uh, I, if, if you think about artistically or, um, from a, uh, I don't know, uh, the best word to use, but I don't want to say theoretical or, but maybe a practical viewpoint. Um, you don't have that reaction. What, what you do have in film and television is the ability to do it a few times until you and the director and everybody involved feel like it's the, you know, what they want. Um, film can be, um, uh, more intimate, uh, we, it's usually much more understated than a, a like a, a stage performance might be. Um, but then again, you miss out on that communion with the audience. And I agree with Quinn, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing like that. The experience of sharing a moment with 500, 1500, 2500 people, um, uh, and that's one of the great things about Jersey Boys too, is it has these amazing big concert moments, but then there are some um, really intimate small moments that uh, that you can share 
with all of these people. And and people would often ask me what, you know, what your favorite moments are in the show are. And of course, it's like amazing to do um, the big numbers, you know, Dawn and uh, Sherry and, you know, Can't Take. Uh, but I often felt most connected to the audience in the quiet, intimate moments where, uh, you know, Frankie was going through something very personal and to feel the audience connect with you in on a giant stage in a, in a huge space uh, with no dialogue, no music, no lines, even just having that moment of intimacy is there's nothing like that. Yeah, that's great. And what was your favorite place that you've traveled to for a professional work of, of any kind? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Um, it is really hard because one of the beauties of being on tour is that you get, you like paid to travel. Um, and you know, I, we had some surprisingly enjoyable places that we traveled to, uh, through the years I did enjoy, I think I've played at least two cities in Connecticut and Connecticut is beautiful. Um, and I've really enjoyed, uh, I think we played, uh, Hartford and New Haven both. And um, they're wonderful, wonderful towns. Um, um, I remember my wife and I toured years ago, two separate tours, um, and we spent time together in Columbus, Ohio. And we really liked Columbus, Ohio. And maybe it was because we had traveled there together, and and you know we were young and early in our in our marriage, and uh, just enjoying life and enjoying being married and 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 seeing the world. But we really loved. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> but of course, it's awesome to, you know, go to Los Angeles and and um, and go to Chicago and go to some of these other really great big cities that are amazing. Um, but my, my wife is also a performer and she, for the last eight years, has been a Broadway guest artist for Disney Cruise Line. And because of that job, we've been able to see the world. We've been to um, Northern Europe. We've been to the Mediterranean. We've been to Central America, it's in South America, it's been amazing. And so we've literally seen the world thanks to um, this industry, the, the jobs that we've chosen to do. Wow. Well, I was going to say, I hope after you, you're you able to come to Nelson Hall, that's your favorite, but I don't know if we can beat the Mediterranean. <laughs> we will try. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sure it's going to be great. So for any of our listeners who may still be um, in school, do you have any advice uh, for somebody that may just be starting out in their career in the arts? I'd say the thing that I, I feel like is most important is, is especially when you're young, is to just uh, say yes to everything, <laughs> you know, within, within reason. But, um, you know, I think that the thing that I learned in my life was that uh, you never know where this business is going to take you. And I guess that's true for any business, honestly. Um, is that you, it's always great to make a plan and, and to have a destination and that destination keeps you working hard and keeps you motivated. But, you know, Jersey Boys for me came out of the blue. It, it was, it was more, it was more of a blessing than I ever asked for. And I think, you know, I think you need to always be, you never know what skill you'll learn saying yes to something that you're not quite sure you're right for. 
Um, and so all those skills build on each other and then they lead you to something that you may not have even imagined. Um, and so just like, you know, collecting those skills along the way from people, uh, there's no, no wasted opportunities. Um, so that, you know, you, you, you have as many tricks in your bag as possible, I think is, is always, is always a good place to start. Yeah, I really agree with that. I love that the concept of saying yes to everything. I I always tell people if you want to be an actor, then act. In other words, take opportunities. It's it's basically another way of what Quinn is saying. Say yes, but if you want to be in 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 musicals, then go be in musicals. If you want to be on on screen, we now have every person in the world mostly uh, has a fully functional film studio in their pocket, you know, in, in, in the, in the form of a smartphone, uh, we can do things now that we never could do before. And we all have platforms to share that, um, uh, to share that material across, you know, across the world really. Um, and so now is the time for people that want to be in the industry to put themselves out there. And that's what you have to do. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go to the auditions. You have to, create content you have to um if you want to do the work do the work don't just train don't just practice don't just you know don't sit back and wait for the opportunities you have to go and get them and make them in many cases that's great advice i think for no matter what field you're in i think it's definitely important to just go after what you want so you have shows uh starting on february 29th um, 2 o'clock p.m. And then we have two shows Friday, March 1st, 2 o'clock and 7.30. So what can our audience members expect from Who Loves You? Oh, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, what the best part about this is that we, you know, oftentimes we get to do one or two shows in a place, but the reaction and, um, you know, pre-sale excitement at Elon Park has been incredible. The fact that we're doing three shows there. Um, and I think it two of them are already sold out. So I think the tickets are going fast. Um, but, you know, it's really a great night of of all the Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons music you know and love. Uh, we do do a couple of other tunes of the same era. Um, one of the guys that is coming with us, Nathan Sherrick, was in the Broadway company of Beautiful. So he does some stuff from Carol King. Um, and... Uh, Rory, who's, in, who's our Tommy, he's he's been with the show for years and years and years. And so we get to like really hear all of the great music that you, you're you coming for and also some some selections of the same era. Um, but really it, what makes us, Who Loves You different is that we, you know, get to share some of the behind the scenes stories of, of how this music was created and our time playing these rock star legends uh, who are still mostly with us today. Um, so it's it's a it's a great night of music and a great night of stories. And um, honestly, we love doing the show because it's kind of a reunion. It's like our our time to get together and and be together as friends and and reminisce on the days of uh, of getting to play these amazing amazing rock stars. When I uh, understand you're currently performing on Broadway in the musical Shucked. Um, how do you juggle this logistically, these touring dates with being in a Broadway show currently? Well, Sharon will tell you that uh, luckily, 
Luckily, well, Shucked is Shucked closed on Sunday, which is very oh, okay. um, exciting, and we had a great run. We had a great year run on Broadway, but um, you know, we we only commit to the ones that we can actually make. <laughs> so it's it's been great to um, Sharon's been very you know flexible getting us to these dates that we get to get together and do this um, around this schedule because um, that you know it really it it's only authentic if we all get to be there and. Um, that's why we're so excited that these dates worked out. It's 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 going to be wonderful um, putting in in this busy schedule of ours. Um, but uh, yeah, Shucked was great. We had a great run, um, and uh, uh, now we're on to these to Who Loves You. Back to Who Loves You. Well, we are so excited for your shows coming up, and we can't thank you all enough for being on the podcast today. And we look forward to welcoming you all to Nelson Hall soon.